Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC, the only podcast dedicated to spotlighting New York City talent. And today we have Hugo in a mask. Why are you in a mask? <laughs> Just like right to, to it, huh? Yeah, man. I just um, I, I see you. Well, for one 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 of many reasons, um, I think anonymity is very important in this day and age. This is my personal thing. But other than that, another very, very important. Very smart to get on a public podcast, though. You make up a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell tell us about like what what you do. Like, who are you? Oh, I'm going to say two things, right? Boom. Isn't it interesting to see somebody in a mask and glasses? Isn't that just cool? I would say so, yeah. Okay, we got one. He was very <laughs> I mean, quiet on uh, that, uh, but it's I'm cool. I'm tired of seeing people in masks. It's been like a year of this. <laughs> so not for nothing, though. <laughs> I've been doing this prior to the pandemic, so I don't want to be that guy. But oh. yeah. um, no, I feel like personally, I'm very, very big on having the music speak for itself. I'm not the type to be in front of like cameras. I'm a hypocrite, I know. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that my music should just shine rather than the personality in the face. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let, even though I am trying to promote and trying to get my shit out there, and I like, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on there. I think that um, the music is me. It is me, my entirety. And I think that's what is important. No, I respect that because that what? Makes sense. I mean, because it's really cool to see like Daft Punk, you know, they're like over now, but throughout the whole of their career, like they never really. I mean, I've seen pictures of them before they officially uh, became Daft Punk, but Did that they were. Yeah. I can't. I can't find I it. Oh, really? I personally. That's even more crazy. So, like, I, 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 they fucking, like, he was so secretive. He didn't let anybody die, like, know that he died until, like, months yeah. after. Well, that's just, like, that a respectful sucks. thing, I feel like, more than anything else. And, like, I think it's just, like, for his, like, like whole narrative type That's thing. a pretty badass way to go, though, yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah, bro, I died on, it was, like, the, what, 31st of October? Yeah. Something like that? And they found out to, like, December or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, because I felt like it's really cool with, like, uh, Daft Punk, how, like, until the end, they were able to keep up the persona, and nobody really talked about their real identities because i mean they they just made great music and like they had that whole vibe going so i definitely respect i definitely respect the uh hustle the secretive hustle appreciate yeah. it do you feel like it's tougher though because like so much of like art is about the artist and you're trying to make it just about the art so like how many like like how do you feel like your journey is going to be skewed because of that well um personally i feel like i'm i'm Ever since I started making music, I was very much the type that was like, being a producer isn't just like, I should say like, I'm very multi-talented in the fact that I can do anything. I personally feel, I'm very confident in the fact that I can do any genre if I really put my mind to it. Um, I started with doing hip hop, I've ended up doing house, electronic, dubstep, um, really dark stuff, really, really happy stuff, pop. I've done it with, just by myself, with my friends. Um, with other people over the internet I've never met before, like, I can do anything, right? So I just feel like you shouldn't hold yourself. You, should, you really shouldn't just, you shouldn't just uh, hold yourself. You, you, if you want to be an artist, be an artist, no matter what. Don't constrain yourself. Don't hold yourself to anything. So if uh, I work with an artist right now, I do boom bap. I do New York style boom bap music. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what boom bap is. I don't know what that means, but that sounds cool. Boom bap. It's like it's just like uh, the old style, the '90s of New York hip hop, like oh, okay. Nas and Jay Z, that type of style. Mm -hmm. um, I work with uh, his name is C4, by the way, C4 Bernard. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know about him, but um, I mean, I know. No, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am him. <laughs> 
No, uh, no he, follows, yeah, he he follows us, and we follow him on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, like I want to have have him on the podcast as well, but like, yeah, right, you were right, saying, right. yeah. So yeah, I, I work with him, and I make boom bap, and on on the other side, with my own personal stuff, I do. Completely different music, and I really want to talk about that because I was telling you before even you came today that like basically like the vibes I was like getting from your music is just like of this band called Polyphia, and what they're doing now is infusing instrumental rock with like trap, hip hop, that sort of thing, and like your like music, um, especially off of your um, what's the specific series of uh, like even within your music, there's like specific series I forgot the name of the series of like what's it what is it specifically like the ones that are like numbered and it's like something I'm forgetting what it's like do, stop do talking I mean? let him answer yeah <laughs> anyway anyway those like series I, pu- I put it down um, in the video but those series of songs remind me of like Polyphia and that genre that they essentially created right Becoming or like going to to its like you know logical extreme. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, let's like talk about it. Like I would love to talk yeah. about it. So what it is, the genre in itself is a subgenre of a subgenre, which is hilarious to me. So it's called funk, but it's spelled P H O N K. Oh, so that was the name of the funk. so so that's a, yeah funk. I, I was calling it funk. Right. Yeah, but like yeah, funk is like the subset of like songs that you have released in that genre. Right. Yeah. So, essentially, what funk is, the broad term, I don't know where the term exactly came from, but I know that the history of it is that um, in the 90s, the early 90s, maybe even a little bit later, there was a, um, a huge movement in, the, in Memphis, Tennessee, of cassette, underground cassette tapes that rappers would, uh, would just pass around to one another. Essentially, think about it as like SoundCloud before SoundCloud, right? Mm-hmm. It was Sounds just, awful. You say that However They had some Crazy production Crazy different types of music Very dark music For example You know 3-6 Mafia Yeah Perfect example You don't? No You don't know? Okay To be fair You know Juicy J? I don't know anything (laughs) Like Let's just make it clear Right I host this podcast About New York City artists Mm. And all that's all I know. Like honestly, like people that we've had on, that's pretty much like all I listen to. Well, that's great because that's the point of it. This was like the underground before the underground was a thing, right? So what was really unique about Memphis style of hip hop was that it was um, very sample heavy. Uh, their sampling was very unique in that they would sample each other's music and they would loop specific um, voice lines to make their own choruses. So they wouldn't be usually doing their own choruses. It would just be like these loop things. It was very um, you know, very psychedelic kind of sound and all that. Very grimy music, you know? Um, they had their own drum. Drum machines were very, like, basic, and they would always have, like, a signature cowbell, mm. which I'll get to in a second. But um, that whole sound in its entirety, um, back in the 80s, in the 90s, internationally, this stuff wasn't heard by mm-hmm. anybody outside of the U.S. and outside of Tennessee, for that matter, right? So once we started getting the internet and everything just started getting to circulate and, you know, be passed around and we finally got these, these cassettes, mm-hmm. mind you, cassettes, <laughs> finally virtually documented online. Now we got people in Scandinavian countries, Russia, mm-hmm. biggest example, hearing this music for the first time. And they're thinking, what the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So they're basically taking their own take on this music Hmm. And kind of reverse engineering it to their own liking. Interesting, yeah. So there's certain segments of this music that 
gets kind of focused on. So um, funk is the entire genre, right? There's um subset, it's called Lost Century, which is very vibe heavy. It's, it's, it's super spacey music, kind of focusing, <coughs> excuse me, very much focusing on the, um, I guess, like the druggy feel of the music. You know what I mean? It's very slow. The bass is very, it's phased. You can feel it all around you, and mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. And the, uh, the vocal lines are, are, like, tiny, but they're still there. So you kind of focus on it. It's like going on a little car ride, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're in the backseat and you're looking out and you're just seeing shit go, right? Drift funk, which is something that I do, right? Completely the opposite. This is taking every element that you can think of of this type of music mm-hmm. and exaggerating the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about blown out bass. Mm-hmm. Kick is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, certain like artists... Ma- like maximalism almost? I'm talking, if you know about music production, you probably know what clipping is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you clip the shit out of this type of music. Uh-huh. Clipping means distortion. They when distorted. it goes, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. the hell out and, of it. And, 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 a, and a note that I made when I was like, when I was like listening to those uh, funk songs or that series of songs uh-huh. that you have um, is that it, it almost veers into like a like metal aesthetic with how much distortion there is going on. So I was going, so, so, I, so I wanted to ask you is that, you know, you personally or even with like the history of the genre, has like metal inspired you personally or like have you taken any like elements from metal? Because I did realize some like metal elements even within the scale of like the melodies that I could find and like the madness of it all they were like kind of like dissonant and minor and it again like it just seemed like the logical conclusion extreme conclusion to what Polyphia is doing which I think is like super amazing but were you inspired by like metal at all in in the uh, production of these songs or is it just like pure like coincidence so uh I do understand... Well, first of all, I haven't heard Polyphia, and I do want to check hear them, them out. so that check I can understand out, yeah. what you mean. But um, if you know about the Memphis scene, you would know that everything that they did with these cassettes were completely do-it-yourself. Mm-hmm. So these people were recording themselves, mixing themselves, um, getting their own equipment, this, that, and the third. And everything was far from perfect. This mm-hmm. was not the radio standard at all. Mm-hmm. So shit was staticky, distorted, muffled, Every single flaw in music production you can think of, it was absolutely there. But that's what makes it unique. Mm-hmm. So when it's getting this type of music, we're just taking those aesthetics and we're just running with it. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the music. The, the tape, they were recording with tape. Mm-hmm. Tape recorders damn near, right? And you hear the fuzz in the background. You've heard it. It was very, um, the element, all the artifacts were there. You were hearing everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that once different countries started getting wind of this music. Russia, for a huge example, they love dark music. They love metal. They like just angry, atmospheric type of music. So I just feel like funk kind of evolved alongside with that mentality, and it just became this internet thing, this Mm. underground scene that just thrived just based on people just kind of being creative and, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I do think that a lot of people probably end up having huge inspirations from metal mm-hmm. because the energy is pretty much parallel. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard of um, City Morgue by any chance. No. So it's a, it's a duo in New York. I see called um, Sos Mula and Zilakami. They're both rappers, mm-hmm. but they're basically taking the trap metal route, mm-hmm. and um, they're huge. They're pretty freaking huge. Damn. So I would say those those are a good example 
they, they don't they don't do funk, but it's yeah. just like trap metal. It's a great example of stuff that I listen to mm-hmm. and I gravitated towards just based on my personality, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, I'm sure in my past I've listened to like metal here and there and mm-hmm. rock in general. But mm-hmm. um, I just think that for me at least, it's it's very much just comes from just just loving that music, yeah. loving Memphis. Um, the way they did music and just, you know, trying yeah. to keep that, keep it going. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, I guess now will be a good time to actually listen to, you know, one of your songs. So uh, out of like all the songs that you've made up until, or like at least the songs. How many songs have you made? Like actually. Yeah. So I've been, ever since the quarantine, right? I actually just found Drift Funk during uh, summer of 2020 during the pandemic. There was a channel Damn. I definitely want to shout out. It's called Cynica Man. It's S Y N I C A M A N E, Cynica Man. And they do playlists and he just makes Drift Funk playlists. Now, I just want to say aside, just real quick Drift Funk um, is fantastic with uh, uh, pairing it with cars, hence Drift. Oh. I wanted to get into that because 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 you like your cars? like EP covers are like mostly with with you know JDM, um, you yeah, know yeah. cars and stuff like that. So I was like wondering right. how that how that aesthetic played into it. So like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just something you found personally to like make the connection, or is it like a bigger culture that that connects sort of like that car culture with like drift funk or right, just like explain it? Yeah, if you know down south, you know that the car culture down there is super lit. Tennessee, Texas, they love their cars, bro. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of goes hand-in-hand with the culture mm-hmm. and the music because um, back then, I think um, Memphis were probably one of the first uh, uh, people, like those producers were the first people to use 808s. Mm-hmm. And, and, and back then, they would always just rave about, bro, that trunk would be vibrating every okay, time that yeah. 808 hit it would shake everything so it just kind of goes one hand in hand okay I see yeah you know? and the aesthetic is like lo-fi really gritty you just see drifting and all that it's cool kind of goes hand in hand with the Japanese car culture well. yeah exactly I was just about to mention that cause like I mean do you draw any experience or like any influence from like Japanese you know music like at all or do you just like the aesthetic the kind of like the American aesthetic that we've built up of Japanese culture so it's not even like the purest you know form of it it's kind of like an American interpretation of what's going over in Japan like like holistically like, like as a California culture rules. Yeah, like California rules. Yeah, but like, Maybe. are you like inspired by like Japanese music, like at all, or do you, or do you just like the aesthetic of like you know incorporating JDM culture? And even one of your songs had this like Japanese school go over like a bazooka or something <laughs> on it. Like I don't know. Like I think yeah. I think um, what's cool about funk and mind you, I don't just make drift. I do any type of funk I'm feeling at the, mm-hmm. at the moment. But um, a lot of really good funk songs that I've heard and mm-hmm. are we talking I about mean, funk like 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 the wacky spelling or just like the okay when well, you <laughs> the P H O N K okay okay yeah, 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 yeah. it is a little confusing yeah funk. yeah anytime I say funk I'm referring to that okay um, okay got it yeah um a lot see um I guess regular funk I get in you know in a weird way of saying it but the focus really heavy on the sampling aspects of old mm-hmm. Memphis music mm-hmm. so they always have like um they would soul sample jazz samples you know all that type of um just really old really nice cool grooves you can get from those types of samples and then you just put boom the hardest most gangster lyrics you can mm. find with some trap rolls and all that mind you this was like the inception of trap music that we hear today mm-hmm. you know what I mean this was like the mm-hmm. first type of like sound that 
you know, that came from this. This yeah. was this is what they made. So um, Japanese music just has that. I don't know what to call it. They, there's a lot of good Japanese jazz, bro. A lot of dude, good Japanese freaking jazz uh, music. what's it called? Cass. Cassio C, Cassio P, mm -hmm. like, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? No. So they're like a. I think you were telling me about a, about the story of this guy fighting this like obscure Word, Cassio. Like fucking, yeah. No, no, no. Here's what happened. This boot. This dude like was just like looking through fucking like some just music or whatever. Mm -hmm. He found this one like album that he really loved, and then he bought it off of eBay. And then the <laughs> dude like mailed this trade from Japan with like. Like a perfect, like he, he would just say, like, "Oh yeah, this T goes spectacularly well with this like actual album," mm -hmm. and then he's like one on it and just became like a whole like fortune. Yeah, he became like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that band is at Cassiope, and like, yeah, and they're really good. Like, like that album is fucking. No, good. they are like the premier '80s jazz fusion band. Right. So like, I know what you're talking about, and like, yeah, and actually because of that, it seems like the band really got revived because they just released, or like a few years ago, they like. All they it like released new tea. music. All it yeah, all it took was like a bag of tea. Right. Yeah, yeah but, but like, no, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I, well, look, I'm sorry to cut you off. But like, yeah, no, really anything. interested in what this sounds like. What this music? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's uh, like, listen to it. Yeah, yeah. What, what uh, track do you want us to like plug for everybody? Oh man, um, damn! I wish I had this one track out. I was working with this other. Cool, well, this other by the time we probably release this, it, it will probably be out like in what? a month or so. So, do you think? Or, I have uh, a demo of it on my phone. I just don't know how I'd be able to link it to y'all. Could you just like email it to us? Yeah, later? email it to us yeah. later or, or, when you're finished. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be totally with it. It's um, um, shameless plug. I'm part of a um a group called Cowbell Colts. See, that was actually one, another thing I wanted to get to. Um, part of this group they uh, see on Spotify is Cowbell Colts, exactly how you think it's spelled. Um, pretty big. Um, thing about drift funk specifically, it focuses on the usage of cowbells. Mm -hmm. You know what cowbell is? Yeah. Okay. So boom, you know how odd that sounds being the main Very. uh melody source extremely extremely weird right mm -hmm. but in memphis right a lot of people were very limited on their um percussion well just technology in general they were limited. <laughs> the know, people of memphis uh, at least 30 years technology. behind the rest of the yeah technology. <laughs> very limited you didn't even have sense really back then yeah so sometimes they would just say fuck it the melody is going to be a cowbell right mm -hmm. this was uh, part of the drum machine right mm -hmm. yeah so, so you just like pitch it up or down or whatever yeah, yeah they would just do really interesting things with a cowbell i want to try that now yeah it's in, it's weird to think right yeah. so that's basically the main melody source from from uh drift funk mm -hmm. it's just cowbells Da -da 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 like it's just it's strange it's like bing bong music I swear to god <laughs> and it's very meme it's a very meme like genre yeah. too you can put whatever bullshit you want anime moans and you know what I mean <laughs> that's sometimes like, oh, yeah I haven't released that shit yet <laughs> but uh yeah um I'm sorry what was the question just like what song do you want to like okay, uh, like yeah, show yeah. us I haven't gotten a title I was gonna probably call it pop it with, with mm -hmm. he it was a collab I did with one of the other members I'm from in the cowboy cult mm -hmm. um I sent it to him. He was like, it's fucking lit. Holy shit. And I was like, oh, I'm not even done with this shit yet. So I'm um, probably going to end up calling it Pop That. Okay. Or Don't, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, don't Stop. I'm probably going to call it Don't Stop. Okay, cool, 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 cool. It's cool as fuck. But, yeah. Um, we play the thing that's actually called Pop That. Yeah. <laughs> it might be Don't Stop, Pop That. I mean, I sampled. Um, pop That, Don't Stop. I popped. Uh, I, Jesus. I sampled um, <laughs> Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew. You probably already know the song Pop. 
uh, don't stop, pop that pussy, don't stop, nah, pop don't. that pussy. Yeah, you ever hear that French Montana yeah. song? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that yeah, yeah. sample, Luke, I, I resampled it. And I okay, did. nice, yeah. It, it sounds crazy. Nice. It's insane. The trunk is destroyed by the time. <laughs> Well, I yeah, hope I hope you guys aren't playing this podcast on your car. That yeah, I let's get in it. Boop. Um, so hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. Um, during the uh, music break, uh, we were talking with you know Hugo about kind of what were we talking about specifically. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. What me, were we just? Me too. I forgot. David, what were we talking about? Oh, I, like like I'm not joking. Like so we were talking. California rolls. No, 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 no. Wait, let me get my train of thought. Choo-choo. So what we were talking about was the. Uh, Yo, bro. It's been like two seconds. How do you guys both? I, I know. Cause my like, fault. My wait, fault. Wait, wait, no, 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 right. no. It's not your fault. Because we were talking. Oh, about the limited technology that the pioneers of like, you know, funk had. Oh, I um, actually remember what we were okay, talking yeah, about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please. Um, he was, uh, me and Danny were talking about the, the duration of, of oh, the duration of the songs were yeah, like yeah, yeah. so. I was saying off camera that like it's amazing just how like dense and short these songs are. And Hugo was talking about the psychology that like kind of like goes into that. I guess so. Yeah, I'm not licensed, so I shouldn't really speak on it. Nah. But my <laughs> my guess is is that um, at least for me, um, it's important to have the songs short, not only for streaming, but also for the fact that. Um, there's certain, like, I guess the equivalent of, like, ear candy moments that you just, like, want to replay the song to hear, right. digest, listen, and experience the stuff that you experience when you listen mm-hmm. to this type of music mm-hmm. if you really enjoy the stuff. And I try to always make it, like, because I always try to make it so that I impress myself. Mm-hmm. I'm my worst critic, I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but but um, those moments of, like... Like, it's really going in. It's mm-hmm. really going hard. It's giving me all the most energy in the song. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they're, like, they're, like, really, sh- like, just shots. Like, shots of alcohol. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Boom. You feel it, and you want another one. You want another one. You want want. You just want to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's good to keep it short. It's short and sweet, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah that's good for streaming, too, though. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. yeah. Like, 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 like how we were saying. Um, Old but, Town Road. Yeah, but like we were like talking before, you know, this whole thing about how like, you know, how like Japanese music has like affected you and like we were like talking about Cassiopeia. I think that's the name of the band just like being like an amazing 80s, you know, fusion, you know, Japanese fusion band. But like, yeah, let's talk, let's like get back on track and talk about how you think Japanese um, music has like affected you and like what like aspects of that, uh, you know, music culture that that you enjoy. So it's like... 
Throughout my life, I mean, we all, most of us have watched the anime and mm-hmm. all that type of shit. I think I haven't really dive like we like maybe some of us that's really into music probably dive into like the old schools of like American culture music mm-hmm. and all that type of shit. But it's like I'm not. I mean, me personally, I haven't really done much due diligence of checking out like Japanese, mm-hmm. Russian, German music. Like I just don't. But like when it comes to like Japanese music and like <laughs> that crossover, I feel like it just kind of it's more palp. Pal, what's it called? Palatable. 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 You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I feel like they just they take the music and they do as best as uh, do their best to kind of keep it intact. Yeah. While giving them you know that new like spin on it. Yeah, no, that's exactly the thing where like you know Japanese musicians in general like it's it's more of like a cultural thing where like um, in terms of like subcultures, subcultures are like really tight knit and like very kind of like you know. Uh, uh, precious to you know the right, people right, within right. those cultures. So, so if they, yeah, if they you know grab on something, they find something, they're gonna do it to the tenth degree. Like there is like rockabilly. There's like a whole rockabilly subculture, you know, probably keeping the history and culture of like rockabilly world, world, you know, worldwide alive. Just like on you know, like, that, a, like I, I've heard like some crazy stories of like like subcultures of like Japanese people who just love like hood culture. Yeah. To like yeah to yeah. a fault. Can I bring yeah. you one step closer? Yeah. I pissed and shitted myself when I saw a full-on salsa ensemble, yeah. a Japanese woman straight up speaking Spanish. That blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what the hell? Yeah, no, like again, when like when like Japanese people, you know, like something, they they really like it. They really like it, like David was saying to a fault, or like we're like you know you were saying to like a fault, cause like, uh, like borderline like, yeah. bro, you can't be doing this. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but like, no, yeah, like, I mean, in, in like show, some cases, I'll, I'll yeah, you, yeah, I know what you yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, no, just like with the, yeah, I know there's like, um, but you know, yeah, I mean, and that's why you know that's that's why that's why that is what that is what is really cool about Japanese culture. They just do you know stuff to like the you know tenth degree, and right. yeah, so I definitely resonate with you vibing and like really respecting and resonating with that because like when especially when it comes to music when Japanese people do it they just do it to the best of their you know ability for right, sure right. yeah and I think that just goes to show that um America's number one export is culture and entertainment mm-hmm. by far by far I mean we got Japanese people with dreadlocks yeah what the hell yeah why? That's a great <laughs> I mean, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's just like, damn. Yeah. Like we came a long way, huh? You came a long way. <laughs> crossing borders, crossing oceans, the yeah. other ocean. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, is there uh, anything that you? Because, dude, it's, it's 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 like it's like really cool because you're like essentially like a spokesman for like like I want to call it funk for just for how it's like spelling and just for like the sake of like you know understanding. So excuse me for calling it funk. Funk, funk, for you know now, but like I just love how you're like funk, which is spelled P H O N K, which could be yeah, which could be pronounced as funk. I just love how you're just like a spokesman and really passionate about the genre because I just found out about this genre today and I'm like I'm like I'm like you know loving it, you know from from my like own perspective of finding you know a completely different genre that has like you know these like really cool parallels with funk, which is actually pronounce funk but funk. we won't get into it now right. but uh yeah i mean it's it's like it's like really cool what you're doing and how passionate you are about this you know thank you, thank you. culture yeah so is there anything that you want to end off you know any like shout out plugs that you want to end the podcast with uh, before we 
before I give my shout I just want to say like real quick is that um well I'm glad that you like I introduced you I'm really happy mm-hmm. about that but um there's so many sources out there that could are way better examples in my opinion of mm-hmm. like the genre and all that but um it, 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 I, this is the underground music this is underground as it gets this is a mainstream pal uh, pal deeper than the L train bro oh man can you help me with the word palatable 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 this is not really powerful palatable this is like real not like this is just different type of music I think that if you you're into like really different type of hip hop and just weird aesthetic stuff like Funk is is amazing. Dude, I, think, I want it to thrive. Yeah, I I think with 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 like the steady rise of like hyper pop and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That and what's hyper pop? Uh, that it's a whole thing, David. Yeah, we yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But I really though. think that they you know kind of like a you know a you know rising tide raises all ships, and with just like you know how 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 you know funk is like very distorted, very out there, like you know hyper pop is maybe you know along with the rise of hyper pop, you know funk will start to get up there. Which which I know you probably have like feelings about that you know about it losing its roots and stuff like that but yeah i don't i oh, don't oh, oh, so you just want to spread the gospel yeah spread the gospel like um i know it will never get mainstream just because this this stuff is in, innately it's it's breaking the rules yeah mm. you know like we're sampling cordy b we're sampling tracks that like, michael jackson you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying this is stuff that we could pass pretty much like most of us probably wouldn't be able to really clear oh own, that's but, what you mean oh, okay it's like the illegal right, copyright right, right. side of things okay it's, I see what it's you're a, just, just be creative that's how you know it's good yeah that's how you know it's good if it's borderline copyrighted for it, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. good yeah <laughs> pretty much but it's like yo do your thing be as creative as you want mm-hmm. do this music this music is is pretty much as much as that able to to entertain people this was me this is music that i wanted to hear that i was making mm-hmm. you, know, you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like this isn't just for y'all this was just this, this was my my coping mechanism this was my stress relief this was my personality my entirety so if if you have you know if you like this type of music and you just want to be like free free thinking and freestyle type of beat producer type of thing it's kind of weird to describe it but like mm-hmm. funk is Funk is funk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in terms of shout-outs, man, um, shout-outs to me. <laughs> Hugo, Hugo Mast on IG. It's huge, H-U-G-O-M-A-S-K-E-D, Hugo Mast. And what about on Spotify? Uh, also the same thing, Hugo Mast as mm-hmm. well. I barely post. <laughs> Sorry. Um, shout-outs to uh, Cowbell Call. I literally just got, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, put into the group, I guess. Asked to be uh, to join it mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, shouts to to everybody, and there's like 40 members, so I'm not even nice. gonna bother shouting out every single <laughs> person. But, Just um, hurt shout- feelings. You might forget somebody. Exactly. <laughs> Follow them on IG, Cowbell Cole, exactly how it's spelled. Follow them on uh, Spotify. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also, shout out to um, this uh, rapper I work with. You know, I just I mentioned him earlier. C4 Bernard. Mm-hmm. C4. dot Bernard. Bernard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify, IG, TikTok, everywhere. Um, shout outs to uh, Zenaida. Zenaida Banks, mm-hmm. Nida Beans. <laughs> I don't know if that's her IG. Is that still her? I think it is Nida Beans. Yeah. Nida Beans for getting me on this uh, this podcast. She let me know about this. Mm-hmm. Shouts to you, uh, uh, G Off, the manager. Yeah. Shouts to you. Um, shit, who else? Uh, I want to. Oh yeah, if you guys really want to hear some like really like uh, 
like genuine funk, mm-hmm. like real dark shit. Doom Shop, that's the label. That's what it's called, Doom Shop. Exactly how you think it's spelled. Look them up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of y'all might know uh, the the biggest artist is Freddie Dread. Uh, out of that label and that camp, shouts to everybody in there. Mm-hmm. They make some good shit. And uh, I could probably give them. I just can't remember everybody. <laughs> like, send us everybody. send us a links later. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for watching this episode of Sounds Like NYC. I've been Daniel. And me, David. <laughs> See you in the next episode. <laughs>